listening to Get You Fit Radio with Irene Cook. I'm going to start out today with an interesting subject, and it's one subject that I'm always approached with, with all of the clients that come to see me daily in, day and out. What can I do to keep my family fit and healthy? So as I work with people uh, who come to me to get healthy, they want to keep their kids healthy. And as a former elementary school teacher and as the wife of a PE teacher, my husband's an elementary school PE teacher, I can tell you that keeping kids healthy may not be as easy as you think it could be. So I'm sure I'm talking to a wide uh Brand, broad audience of people that are parents and who probably have experienced the fussy kids at the dinner table routine that we've all probably helped create those little fussy eaters ourselves. And so I'm going to take time today during our show to kind of talk about some of the trends and some of the habits that uh, we as parents Um, could help in guiding our children towards the healthier path and making sure that they don't develop the poor eating habits that might lead to them falling into a risk category of poor health. So before I start talking about this, I want to kind of share some interesting statistics with you. Um, In 1990, 32 million children uh, ages between ages zero and five years old were considered obese. 41 million today are considered obese. So that is quite an increase. And we're talking millions of children. That's a huge increase. So by looking at these trends, uh, it is predicted that by 2025, which mind you is really quite frankly around the corner, it is predicted that 70 million children between the ages of zero and five will be obese. And that is 30% higher than other countries. And in some of my previous shows, I've talked about how the obesity rates in the United States far exceeds those of other countries and some of the reasons for why that is. So I want to kind of gear down now and talk about some of the, the generational things that we can do, some of the things that we can do as parents to guide our children um, in the path of better health. And by the way, this these statistics are, um, are statistics that were gathered by research and information from the uh, Center of Disease Control and Prevention, and they were um, facts that were gathered by recent studies. So let's talk about habits and lifestyles. So as a mother of four, and I do have four wonderful children, and they span from the ages of eight all the way to 21, I can tell you that in raising my four kids um, over the years, being a parent is not the easiest thing in the world. And as much as you like to go into parenthood thinking that you're going to feed your kids all of the wonderful and healthy things that the book 
tell you that you're going to feed them, those what to expect when you're expecting books. You guys remember those books. I think we all read those books, right? Um, When it boils down to it and you have a fussy two-year-old that's not wanting to eat what you put in front of them and you're exhausted and you have a newborn that needs to be fed, you cave. You cave and you, and you, you end up just putting whatever they want in front of them and they eat it. And in America, it turns out that most of the time it falls into the category of the mac and cheese, the pizza, the chicken nuggets, the hot dogs. Those are the popular food items amongst preschool children. And very rarely do you come across a five-year-old that won't eat those, those things. Um, interestingly, you don't come across a five-year-old that won't eat those things because they taste good. However, those things are not necessarily healthy for you. Um, parents can guide their children in the right direction by providing things and, and molding the taste buds of their children um, by putting healthier food choices in front of them. And it just takes a lot more patience. And I know because I've been there before and you just want your kids to be happy and you just want to get them fed and you throw whatever is convenient in front of them and they eat it and the problem is solved. But stepping back, you're actually creating a bigger problem by not allowing them to expand their taste buds and try the different flavors and try the different textures. So textures is also another huge thing that occurs when children are starting to eat food and develop their taste buds. Um, As adults, many of you don't like certain textures. I work with adults that won't eat certain foods because of the texture. Um, Most people that don't like cottage cheese also don't like oatmeal, also don't like uh, refried beans. Um, Those three things kind of fall into the same category. Um, It's a texture thing. So moms and dads, when you're raising your kids, you want to have them experience the different textures, even if it makes a huge mess in the high chair. It's okay because let them experiment with it. Let them make a mess because when they're older, you would much rather have them uh, be happy with eating the broccoli and eating the cauliflower and experimenting with all the different vegetables and fruits and all the different colors because they've been exposed to it. So exposure is a huge thing when kids are little. Don't 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 create this bubble for your kids and only expose them to uh, a small amount of things because then that is going to be their norm and they will grow up to be adults that will be closed-minded and they will not want to step out of that box and they will not want to try something that's green just because it's green or they won't try something that's orange just because it's orange. Um, they have developed these habits that parents have created for them. So, so keep that in mind as you're as you're raising your kids um, and you're and you're putting things in front of them. So, let's talk about what happens if your kids are already adolescents or teenagers or older and they're picky eaters and maybe they are overweight and you want to help fix that problem. What what can you do? 
If you're just joining us right now, um, we're talking about keeping kids healthy. Um, we're talking about how can we mold our society of children into healthy adults and creating healthy habits with them. Um, you're listening to WHRULP 101.5 radio, and we are discussing healthy eating habits of children. So I was just discussing how to create healthy eating habits from toddlers into childhood, but what happens if your children have already gotten onto the unhealthy eating path? What can you do? Well, that's a really difficult one because it's the same one that occurs if you have an adult who is a uh, picky eater. So my husband's not going to be happy about this. So maybe I'm going to maybe I'm going to conveniently not mention the show to him and 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 make sure that he doesn't hear this one. But when we got married 11 years ago, he was such a picky eater. I could not get him to eat anything at all that was a vegetable. If I even mentioned vegetable, he would cringe. Unless it was a potato, corn, or maybe carrots, he was not going to have it at all. So here you have me, the person that loves to cook and loves to eat delicious, colorful things. And I have him who just will not eat anything that's green or orange or red. And I'm looking at his nutritional habits and I and I'm cringing. And so I needed to change this. So what I started doing was exactly what I told you to do with young children. I started changing the way that I presented the food. So if he didn't like the broccoli, I changed the way that I presented it. If he didn't like it um, mushy, I presented it cooked differently. You can saute the broccoli. You can broil the broccoli. You can douse it in cheese if you have to the first time for your kids. Get them to like it. There are so many different ways to present vegetables. My husband loves broccoli now. Sure. The first time I gave it to him, I did. I, I, I'm not going to lie. I put Parmesan cheese on it. I had some, all these flavorings and, and I cooked it really well. And it was, it, it was like a casserole. It was delicious. Um, was it healthy? Maybe it wasn't the healthiest thing in the world, but I got his taste buds acclimated to the broccoli. He actually looked at it. He ate it. He enjoyed it. So the next time it was on his plate, he wasn't opposed to it. Just like children might be opposed to something on their plate just because of the visual representation of it, you have to get them used to it. Then little by little, you can start adding different things. Um, now, that doesn't mean that everything that you add on their plate is going to be something that they're going to love, but you have to create an open mind with them. Um, same thing goes with cauliflower. The very first time I presented cauliflower, he would not have it. I then took the cauliflower and I mashed it up and I told him that I was giving him mashed potatoes. And I think I probably put sour cream and some cheese in there and I made it really thick. And this is years ago before the whole cauliflower mashed potato craze happened and people didn't know about it. And he looked at me and he says, what am I eating? And I said, um, these new potatoes that one of my clients brought me over and um and he looked at me and he said come on tell me what I'm eating and I said um okay so you're eating cauliflower 
and now he will eat it full cauliflower. He won't eat it raw, but he will eat cauliflower. And it, it still amazes me to see him at a dinner party reach over and grab cauliflower off of a platter and put it on his plate and eat it without cheese and parmesan and, and all other things. So these are the things that you need to start doing with, with your kids. Um, the the food industry is big right now on healthy eating. There's spaghetti squash, there's zucchini noodles. These are all things that you find everywhere. Have fun with this with your kids. Take them out and have them have them participate in um, making these zucchini noodles. Kids love to get their hands dirty. Have them grind up these things and have them get dirty in the kitchen with you and they will most likely want to participate in eating and trying these things if they are active in the decision making of the meal. So that's my next suggestion to you. Um, What can you do to get your kids involved? So Kids and families um, these days have gotten away from eating together. I I cringed a little bit when I looked up this statistic uh, because I'm guilty of it as well myself. But would you believe that 78% of Americans don't eat dinner together like they used to back in 1970? 78% of Americans do not sit down at the dinner table seven days a week like they used to. And 24% of them don't even think about doing it routinely anymore. So 24% of Americans don't even have the thought of sitting down at the dinner table as a routine nightly experience on their radar anymore. And a lot of it is work schedules. A lot of it is sports schedules. I understand that. But because of this, people are eating out. People are on the go. And the restaurants and the on the goes are causing this weight gain in our society. And kids are being targeted in this whole problem because they are being fed what their parents are feeding them. So one thing that you can do to keep your your kids healthier is sit down, look at your family schedules, and pick a night. Pick a couple nights to have a family dinner. And I can tell you this, I can tell you this from experience. When we do this in my house, my kids absolutely love it. They get so excited that it is family dinner time. I mean, they 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 just look so forward to it because it's something that we've gotten away from. My two older ones are in college, so it's really difficult to do this all the time. And what we do is we pick our meal. And this is something that I would encourage you to do. Have your kids pick a menu, go online, pick a healthy recipe, and 
cook it together. Maybe go out of the box a little bit and pick some vegetables that you've never tried before. Um, if you have toddlers or if you have elementary school children, um, you can have this be a whole learning experience and go to the grocery store and, and learn about the different vegetables and the different fruits and have the family be involved in this. And I know, I know that this, it sounds like it's time consuming, but if you did this one day a week, and your families got involved and your kids started tasting different vegetables and different fruits, even if it was only one time every so often, they would build a a huge vocabulary of different tastes in their palate, which would keep them away from the nuggets and the pizza and the french fries. And they can still have those things, but those should not be their primary sources of nutrition. Another thing you can do to get your family involved is have your kids participate in packing their own lunches. Kids can do so much. Moms, we do too much for them. And we have enough to do. I mean, if we don't work, we have enough to do. But if we work, we have our jobs and we have our jobs as moms. Dads, you have your jobs and you have your dad jobs. Kids can also participate in helping for themselves. So my suggestion is, instead of having them have school lunches every single day, go shopping. Make good choices on certain things that they can pack for lunches. Go down the grocery store aisles and pick some yummy fruits and vegetables that they can pack for themselves. And if that means mom and dad make the sandwich for them, then make the sandwich for them. But the kids could still pack the bag by taking the yogurt and putting it in their bag and taking the juice box and putting it in their bag and taking the fruit or or snack that they selected and putting it in their bag. And then they're making these choices for themselves and they're not going to school and being served whatever they're being served, which might not be as healthy as the option that they would get from home. And moms and dads, sometimes we don't give our kids enough credit because putting two pieces of bread together and some turkey and a slice of cheese is really not that difficult because most five-year-olds can do that themselves. And putting that responsibility on your kid is probably going to do them some good because they will learn that it is something that they have to do and it's one less thing that you have to worry about. Um, You can turn this whole health thing into a job responsibility and take this whole thing into putting it on a job board. Put your lunch making job on a responsibility board and take it on to the next level. So my next suggestion, and I love this one so, so much, is pick a night to go out and have a family meal. So we all love to go out to eat. Of course we do. Families that go out to eat go out to eat all the time. They take it for granted. It's not even fun anymore because kids hop in the car. Where should we go? Drive around. Randall Road, 47, packed with restaurants limitless choices it's it's not even it's not even something that you you look forward to because it's done so often so how about 
how about have your kids find a special jar, mason jar, piggy bank, and every time instead of going out for dinner, take that money that you would have spent on that dinner and put it in this piggy bank instead. Make your family meal instead. And then at the end of the week or the end of the month, take that money that's in your piggy bank and do something special with it. There will probably be enough money in that piggy bank for you and your family to go out and do something really special. Maybe you can go out and have a super special dinner out at a real restaurant where maybe everyone can get dressed up and fancy. Or maybe there'll be enough money in that piggy bank to go to a water park for the weekend or do something active instead of wasting it on everyday common restaurant food that you're not even really enjoying anymore. So these are all fun things that you can do to get your kids excited and get your families excited and get them active. And most importantly, you're getting them out of the rut of eating the same old foods every day. But I think the highlight of all of this is you are being role models for your kids. And instead of showing them that you're picking up the phone and ordering pizza and you are getting in the car and driving to the nearest fast food restaurant, you are showing them that you are using your resources by taking out a cookbook or getting on the internet and going to the grocery store and experimenting with all the different fruits and vegetables. And I guarantee you that, I guarantee you that your kids are going to absolutely love it and they will be healthier and they will have more energy and you will too. I am going to take this minute now to go into my chit chat fits with Get You Fits. This question is from Melissa, who lives in Talamore. Uh, says here, my daughter fights me at dinner time. She never wants to eat. Should I make her finish her food? What should I do? I'm extremely frustrated. She's not underweight, but I'm concerned she's not getting her nutrients. Melissa, great question. Since the beginning of time, parents have wondered, what do I do? Do I force my children to finish their food off their plate? Well, many dietitians will tell you that by forcing your child to eat everything off their plate, you're actually creating habits that will cause them to think that it is appropriate to always finish everything off their plate that they will then take into adulthood, which could actually cause future overeating habits. Children have the ability to walk away from the dinner table when they are satisfied and full. So in that case, I would tell you, Melissa, to first make sure that your daughter is not having too many snacks before dinner time, because my guess is that if your daughter is not wanting to eat her dinner, she's probably had something to eat prior to that, because in order for her to not want to have 
even a bite or two at dinner time. She might be having something to eat, whether you know it or not, when she's getting home from school. And taking away that after-school snack or limiting that after-school snack might cause her to actually want to eat her dinner. And if she prefers to have an after-school snack, then I would say let her have her after-school meal, and there's nothing wrong with her not having her dinner. But certainly don't force her to finish her meal because that will only cause her to have an upset stomach and it'll set the road for future eating problems and certainly don't want her to become an overeater. So great question, Melissa. And um, this is going to kind of taper down the end of my show. I hope you guys learned a lot about uh, eating, about staying healthy, about keeping healthy and eating clean. Again, this is Huntley Community Radio 101.5. Get you fit with Irene. You can find me on my website, www.getyoufit.com fitnessandnutrition.com. And again, Irene Cook, get you fit. Let's go. Make no excuses now. I'm talking here and now. I'm talking here and now. Let's go. Your time is running out I'm talking here and now I'm talking here and now It's not about what you've done It's about what you're doing It's all about 